What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to The A Show with the kings of pro wrestling podcasts. And we are awesome. I'm Justin here with Meals for another week in pro wrestling talk, news, gossip, scoops, anything, anything you can think of. It's another week. We're knee deep in summer here, Meals. What's it like out there? Um, It is hot. I'm not even going to lie to you. It is hot. It is the New York heat's a different type of heat. Um, I went out to run yesterday. I was, you know what? Not even a terrible decision because I felt like I became stronger by running in sweltering heat. But I would not recommend it, and I didn't do it again. You today. go to you go go. Like, <laughs> yeah, listen. Sometimes you got to push your bodies. I've been watching more of the challenge, of course, because the challenge is coming up. So by to prepare myself mentally and physically for the challenge, I binge a lot of seasons of the challenge. So yes, I'm very much so into the spirit of putting my body through torturous hell. And besides, this, like eating like cow balls and you know brains of like. <laughs> goats and shit like that like yeah i put my body through the ringer to be able to do these things the challenge is it's very much so a part of my 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 spirit and my drive and shit like that um right. how's your weekend how about that my weekend was good i i'm trying to think like i, I feel like it, it all like blends together i i um i cooked filipino food over the weekend i made some wow yeah i'm getting what in tune you? with I'm getting in tune with my fiance's culture you know wow very yeah. nice. Very nice. Listen, what did you make if 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 I can ind- indulge in that? Made some adobo chicken or chicken adobo. Yeah. Chicken adobo? Yeah. All right. Filipino That's style. Cool. Okay, okay. Filipino style. Okay. I was like, what? It's it sounds like some Dominican shit. Um I mean it, it all it all it all kind of rolls out into each other after yeah. a while. And, you know? Okay, someone's getting pulled over right over on <laughs> Right outside my window. Um, I, I was obsessed with um, I was obsessed with Roman Reigns' theme. I we, I was listening to it when you came in here because I don't think anyone like ever noticed, well, from what I'm seeing on Twitter when I when I said it that like it's it's his old theme slowed down. It's his old theme slowed down. That's why they pay them the big bucks, huh? The slow down yeah. themes and call it nil, you know. Man, I I love the fact that his theme is like so grandiose and self-aggrandizing, but it's like they kept the old theme in there to show that he's kind of the same guy, but times a thousand. It's very rare you find that type of storytelling in one character, and I think for the past you know year with Roman, we've seen you know we have definitely seen this storytelling kind of play out you know month to month, and this is the one guy in the whole damn company that always has had a continuing story since last august so i appreciate it it's good it's good you know what i appreciate those type of small things that we can kind of figure out i'm still you know i'm still around i mean the theme is good it's just it it works i guess it works way better in front of people like way better than in front of like an empty you know studio audience for digital studio audience but you know they seemed mad at him over the over the week, we'll talk about the crowd reactions uh, yeah. in a few, but they they seem pretty pissed at them. WWE back in full force, house shows over the weekend, Listen, live shows on the week. What people back to work? I'm sure they feel great. <laughs> I, I, you know what? Like 
they talk about the grind of it. I think there's a couple people in that roster that absolutely like it. They love it. Like I'm sure that that they missed it. And I wouldn't say love it, but like they missed it. They they did absolutely like in a weird kind of crazy way, right? Like they wanted to be back on the road with, with fans. Like their their job was probably ten times harder. Like we talked to Drew McIntyre two weeks ago, and he, and right. you know, he he talked about just the small nuances that he had to kind of come up with with no fans, and now he can kind of try that out with with fans, like the story time and all that stuff, like. Until they're sitting like eight hours in an airport and like, yo, really? What did, <laughs> why didn't I go back to college? Um, the the travel is 10 times worse now, though, right? Like, oh, yeah. Tr- trying to stay safe. You know what I mean? Even if they are vaccinated. Like, well, the CDC is now telling everyone, even if you're vaccinated, put your mask back on, which was. <laughs> I already did that. I still did that. Like I, I, I did it today. I went back to the gym today, and I had my mask on the entire time. I just didn't feel safe anymore. I was just like, the party's over, party's ruined, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, speaking of party, boom, this weekend, mm-hmm. went to a baby shower. Mutual friend of ours, the boy Nelson. Yes. Had oh my god, shower. I meant to, I meant to cash app you. <laughs> well, I literally just remember now. He's got it all. He's got it all. He's got, got it all and then some. I got you. Bro. I got you. He's got I, it all and then some. You should have fucking hit me up and say, yo. I already did. I did hit you up. How about that? I did. <laughs> I did hit you up. I hit you up the initial time. It was the initial. Yeah, the initial. I forgot. So I have to follow up. I have to follow up. It's like, hey. Um, right. No, he. We, we got, I mean, I went to his baby shower. Shout out to Nelson big fan of this podcast and also host of the chatting with nelson podcast and also on invasion diaries this week um if you have a chance to listen to we talk about survivor series 2001 with rob and rob was also there because they are best friends and i'm friends with them um man haven't been to a baby shower in quite some time yeah it was (laughs) oh my god i think nelson is i'm very how can i say this i'm very lucky to have Nelson in my life. And I think Nelson is very appreciative of me because for the first time, and I've only done this like five times in life. I went to the Bronx. Whoa. The Bronx. I know. You know how long that commute was? <laughs> it was well, nearly two hours to go there. <laughs> oh <know>, yeah. <laughs> the Bronx is like far. <laughs> Weekend MTA is just, you know, it is crazy. I've, Friggin' so, yeah, I had to take a bus to a train, to another train, to another train, to another train, to... And then, once I got off the train, I kind of cried to Nelson and just be like, yo, because I had to take another bus. But (laughs) I was just like, yo, it's mad far to get here. And I was getting, like, mentally drained from going to the Bronx. Um, Shout out to anyone who lives in the Bronx. You guys up there, you know, the great New Yorkers of the North. Um, I don't know how you do it. But, hey, I'm pretty sure y'all complain about going down to Brooklyn. But that took forever. But once I got there, very, you know, great error about it. Very much so love. Kids. Mm -hmm. Um, Shout out to Nelson's dog, who is, just as Nelson was going around and just kind of making sure, like, yo, you okay? You good? You good? I'm just making sure you good. His dog did the same thing. Just walking around up to random people and licking them and, like, not being aggressive at all. It's amazing. I love it. I love it. Is Roman is Roman that way? Is Roman that way with people? Uh yeah, Roman is Roman is a lot more chill now that he's two. Um my my youngest Ray, she's about 9 months. She's another I got another French bulldog. Um she's a lot more affectionate. So whereas he'll just sit by you and be like, "Okay, let's just sit and chill and watch TV." 
she'll be like, please give me attention and I'll kiss you in response. To that. <laughs> so like, I will kiss you and I will not stop kissing you until you physically remove me off of you. In which case, right. there's no telling if I'll actually just come back and do it to you. So it, I got an affectionate one and a chill one right now. So it, it's a nice little juxtaposition. I won the raffle at his baby shower. So I was, it, it, it all came full circle. And I want to shout out to Nelson because he purposely, I don't say this was fixed because I don't believe it was fixed. I just believe that the fate, the heart of the cards kind of landed in my direction. He definitely, so he said that there were like three gifts for his raffles, which is crazy. I was like, wow, I didn't expect to get things from going to your baby shower. But I guess that's what baby showers are nowadays. I really don't know. Um, I don't have kids. But um, the other two gifts were liquor. But he kind of knows I don't drink and knows I don't do anything. So he put in a other gift, a in case meals wins gift, and then I won. <laughs> so I'm I'm pretty happy. I got a fifty dollar gift card to Amazon. <laughs> That's lit. Yeah, I need to figure out where the fuck that card is now. I think, but hopefully, it's still in my pants. Buy some, um, JoJo. Buy some JoJo, bro. What? Oh, JoJo. Uh, I thought you said something else. Um. Yeah, I'll buy some JoJo, buy some manga, buy some other shit. JoJo agenda, okay? Tune okay. in. Okay, you're doing. When is the show? When is it? So we're 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 doing. Uh, I do a show called Triple Beam Streams, a show that talks about everything from movies, TV, uh, reality TV, everything uh, in the streaming era. With my my good pals, Pafifi, Pat, and uh, Dom Griffin, the armchair auteur himself. We're doing a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure episode. We're going to be recording that within the next week. It'll probably be out by next week. So. How did um, you convince Pat to watch this? I didn't have to. He always wanted to. See, that's the thing. Wow. That's, that's the difference. But here's I, the thing. He's always wanted to watch things that I've recommended him to, but he just never does it. <laughs> he just might not be into it, baby. JoJo, <laughs> it's a different breed. It's a different I mean, breed, baby boy. It, it is what it is. I guess so. It's I the, guess it's a different breed, you know? Go on. Let's get into... Let's get into um, No Holds Barred. Big news. Let's do it. Big news. Big news. Biggest news of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week, early last week, literally early last week, <laughs> yeah. literally like Monday. But we knew. Er- we No. Monday is when we knew. <laughs> yeah, Monday is when we knew. Uh, Tuesday, Tuesday is when, Tuesday's when everyone else found out. <laughs> yeah. And, and it dropped so crazy on everything. Uh First up, we had uh, CM Punk uh, was discussing a return to wrestling. Uh, I can I can say personally that uh, Fightful's report absolutely absolutely true. Um, CM Punk talking about coming back in in some type of kind of like a part time capacity for AEW, uh, so that would be huge for them. Obviously, huge name. That is the the thing about the CM Punk thing is that it's such a no brainer. I, w- I would have expected that way more before I would have, would have expected him to come back to the E because that is his, that's his crowd. That is his, um, he's the, he's the peak. He's the peak, you know, and t- if there was a, if there was ever an audience that was kind of like, you know, uh, I guess I don't want to say corral together. The audience that AEW is, it's like you were saying, Punk is the peak person for that. He is the guy. He is the god. He is the person that people aspire to be. He is the Roman. I don't say Roman because, you know, Roman's a different nigga. But um, he is who AEW fans, they've been wanting him since day one. Yeah. And it's the it's the place for him to be. I think 
a i mean aew maybe maybe punk was just kind of waiting a couple of years to see how this kind of panned out before he decided to put his whatever his toe back in it um which is smart because he's a major entity and i think if you immediately jump in similar to like what a lot of former wwe guys are doing you could find yourself on the outskirts two years down the line shit mm-hmm. even even fucking three weeks down the line <laughs> given somehow these niggas showing up yeah. um so i think it was a good idea to sort of wait and kind of see what happens because he was someone who was in early discussions i'm assuming i'm assuming when they kicked this thing off they wanted punk yeah and then he played koi and then he got the, <clears throat> the i don't WWE. do wrestling <laughs> yeah. i don't like wrestling <laughs> he did the backstage thing <clears throat> and then that got canceled and so he's back doing wrestling i'm, I'm guessing that the the money must have slowed up money and must have like, slowed up because he ain't doing <laughs> shit <laughs> the pandemic boy that, that shit tapped his pockets a little bit so he, it, it's being said that he's coming back and, it, and it's said to be imminently i can pretty much confirm it's probably going to be it's, it's it's imminent he's going to be there um and then right after that daniel bryan was said to uh or now brian danielson was said to have signed with AEW already getting a sizable uh type sizable contract that allows him to not only work at AEW but also work in japan says he has creative control over his character and he has a wish list of people that he wants to face uh the daniel bryan one is really interesting to me because this one to me more than anything seems like it is like him saying okay i did all of the corporate stuff i wanted to kind of do the dream match stuff and i want to do all of the stuff that i wanted i wanted to to com- complete that i couldn't do in wwe and then i'll i'll retire and i'll and i'll go back i'll probably, probably like go back like to, to me more than anything this just seems like him wanting to go have fun and then he'll come back yeah to me to be honest with you once his contract expired i kind of expected this result um just because it's another mate you know it's it's I don't want to say it's the WWE, but it's similar to the WWE without all the restrictions on it. Brian is not going to be able to work Japan while he's in WWE. He's not going to be able to work um, Indies well, while he's in WWE. Go the ahead. It's going to stop him from doing work in Japan anyway. So I don't even know what how long is he expects. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, well, you know his thoughts on it. But <laughs> I think just in general, like, you know, like you said, this is this is something that's fun. This is something that he wants to kind of get into before he winds down his career. He has that wish list. I, if I know Daniel Bryan, he has a wish list of both very popular and very obscure people that he wants to wrestle. I'm sure Orange Cassidy is on that list. I'm sure... Uh, Kenny Omega. Would, yeah, Kenny Omega's on that list. Um, that might be... I mean, I don't know. He had... <laughs> To be honest with you, I mean, I'm sure Alistair Black, I'm sure all these other people, like, you know, Alistair Black, um, Malachi Black, um, and a couple other people. I can't see him. I'm, I'm sure Cody will bump in nonetheless. Cody will be like, hey, nigga. I think know. Cody. I think Cody's more inclined. I think that Cody Punk, you might as well go ahead and pencil them in. Cody yeah. and Punk, you might as well pencil them in. And he gonna turn, he's going to turn Cody heel. Yep. And Punk, if, if I would turn Cody heel. But but here's the thing. I think that Punk should come in as a heel, and I think him and Cody should be a, a faction, and they'd be the most hated faction in AEW. Ew. Ew. I think I honestly think that's what they're gonna do. Cody's, I think that's what they're gonna do. Cody's Cody's way of thinking and how he approaches wrestling, I think, is a little bit different than Punk's, which is why I don't see how it kind of works. I think Cody is a lot more um, dramatic, um, over the top. Um, and punk is a little bit less reserved and he like, he tries to get it out the mud and all this other stuff like that. I'm interested in see how punk is going to work. 
Um, he hasn't really worked in quite some time in terms of an actual match. It's been over seven years. Um, eight years, I think. Yeah, seven, eight years since he's worked in an actual match. So I'm interested to see how this is going to work out because I'm sure he's going to be great, but he's definitely going to be older. He's definitely going to be a little bit slower than he used to. I think he'll still have the bite that he does because – CM Punk in a live microphone, only certain things can happen, and I'm interested to see him kind of happen. The Daniel Bryan side of thing. Well, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no. I Daniel was going to say the Daniel Bryan side of things is I think it's very much so interesting from a, from a work rate kind of standpoint. And But here's the thing. AEW doesn't have the time to really be doing the style of matches that Daniel Bryan may want to do. Um, because we rarely see them kind of like give this every seldom couple of things. They give them a amount of time to stuff and they, they give them time, but then they also take it away in terms of attention because like eight niggas will show up during their segment. And yeah. I'm not sure if Daniel Bryan likes that, which I'm glad I'm glad at this point, he's got the creative control. He experienced, I think a little bit of creative control when he was in WWE towards the end of it, especially during the, the PC era where he was facing like grand metal league and all the other niggas that he wanted to face. Um, and drew Gulak and et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. I think yeah. this is, I think he's going to be in a good space. I think if he has control of his character, I trust it. If someone else is doing all the puppeteering, Godspeed, my nigga. <laughs> I, I um, I got two things. Two Go things off. here. One is a question. One's a statement. I'll start with the question. Sure. Does this, does this get them past that one point five rating wise when they're largely speaking to the same audience? They're they're getting people that speak to the audience that were already watching this show. I think enough time has passed with CM Punk where it's like a lot of this new generation don't really know. It's a lot of the, the 24 to 30 demographic that, that, that know who he is, not the younger kids. This is definitely not for the younger kids. This isn't for young I th- people. I think here's the thing. I think if you have da- CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, even people who aren't interested in AEW are going to tune in to see what they're going to do. So if I, if, if I think they're going to get a lot more, I don't think a lot more viewers, a lot more steep. If I think they're going to get more viewers now and really stay really above that 1 million mark, I think so. I think they'll trot down in the 900 a couple things. I think, you know, Challenge will do its thing. Um, but I think they definitely will get a bigger audience. But it kind of it depends on the direction of the story as well. Because AEW is notoriously, they'll have all the great, you know, characters and they'll have all the great um competitors and to be honest with you in 2021 not a lot of people are terrible very few people are terrible you can at least wrestle and you can at least cater to a crowd and cater to what you kind of want if the story and the creative isn't good people will tune out and i'm a firm believer in watching AEW every week the creative is not good they don't take their time there are too many people within the segment they are too many people kind of doing the, too many at least important figures on the show and stalwart figures on their show doing their own thing and it's not really in service of the show as it's much in service of themselves um so if the creative isn't good i can't see people staying but i at least expect for the first month and change 
as they're building up to whatever first encounter that these guys are going to have, yeah, more people will be tuned in. Yeah, and and I, I think a lot of a, one thing to even to to look out for as well, a lot of people in that company's deals are coming up. There's there's a lot of people on on the roster for them. Daniel Bryan and CM Punk coming in, that creates less time for those people that may not be on the show every week. Yes, they have three shows. Yes, they have Rampage and Dark Elevation and whatever. Punk ain't doing Dark Elevation. Okay. Listen, shout out to my nigga Miro. It's slow. I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's super slow for him. I'm glad you said that. Shout out to my guy Andrade. It's slow. Good, good luck. <laughs> I I, I almost I almost Chavo like, ain't saving you, my guy. Sorry. I almost feel like uh, Andrade. He 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 went too early. Would you Would you agree? Like I feel like Andrade should have waited until after these guys debuted, and he he should have like kind of just kind of did whatever. Like become a mercenary, go to ROH, fuck with Rush, see if you could work Japan a little bit. If he had the ninety days <laughs> instead of the thirty days that got you got finagled by, this may be a different story. I think, you know, I, I they're talking about signing Buddy Murphy as well. And I think for Buddy Murphy, it's a great place to go. You get a lot of television time, a lot of exposure. But Buddy Murphy doesn't necessarily need that. He needs actual attention, um, which is why I think he should go to Impact as much as most people don't watch it. King, I think, be the king of yeah, Impact. Yeah, essentially. Um, but he needs... I think a lot of people, definitely the priorities are going to change. And not a lot of people, I think people are expecting Rampage to be the show that's going to be like supplementary and a lot of people will get time and we'll do this on this. Trust me, when this shit is rolling, you ain't going to have time for these niggas. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> I've seen, no. we've seen this happen with Raw and SmackDown back in the day. Like, am I really going to take the rock off of both shows because I want to have another Grandmaster Sex A match? We need to get we need to get Steve Blackman some more time on TV. No, nigga, Rock is gonna be on every fucking show, multiple segments, doing his thing. You yeah. kidding me? Uh, last thing on this, the statement. Mm. Mm. I think that it's really, really funny that these two signings. No, 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 let, let's be clear. In the two years AEW's been around, how much stuff has leaked out of their camp? How many Not fightful? Lot, I ain't even you ain't even know Malachi Black was showing up. <laughs> exactly. How many fightful reports? How much? How much shit did you know that got leaked out beforehand? Nothing, ever. So last weekend or two weeks ago, WWE returns the fans. They get an all around. I mean, let's be honest, an all around positive reception. Two weeks yeah. ago, all week, great all weekend, week. amazing week, amazing weekend. It, it, it you saw it. Edge returned. Cena returned, uh, 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 Roman Reigns in the main event. All of the, all of these returns, all of these surprises came out, and now, not only do like outlets that have never leaked anything from AEW before now they have now they have the scoops, but also, it's just these two guys that you're leaking right after this. I think something is definitely. I think that these stories were de- like and again and again. I work in I work in marketing, okay, mm-hmm. so I know when these types of things are planted. To, to take attention away from certain things. And I think that for, for a large part of, of the community, it did work. I think that these two announcements or these two leaks, quote unquote, they actually absolutely did work. But I think that it's actually going to work in the opposite of what they wanted because you know what I did last week? I watched Dynamite to see if they were going to show up on Wednesday. Now, knowing they're not going to show up for a while, I'm not going to, like, I, I think people are going to continue to, to kind of just like tune in for a little bit and then, and then dip until they arrive. 
I think that if if they wanted to get the the attention like, uh, last week, they absolutely did for the for the couple of days that they did. And now it's like okay, it's a waiting game. It's it's like it's it's a battle of potential right now on that show because now what we're going to be doing is we're going to be theory crafting and fantasy booking what it could be and what it isn't and when they don't show up at a certain show you're going to get mad and when they don't show up here they're going to get mad when they don't you know what i'm saying like you're, you're waiting for this even even when they do show up if they're not in the main event people are gonna be like well, what's going on and if they are exactly. in the main event it's like well now we're getting punk and brian pushed down our throats and stuff like that it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be an interesting adventure like how much is jungle boy gonna continue to stay in this picture this title picture how much? How many matches can he lose? <laughs> that it'll, I mean, it'll, no one loses matches according to these fucking standings on the show. I'm like, damn, nigga, like, what? <laughs> I Dylan Trevor. But I, I just think it's really interesting that, that this, out of everything else, anything, not even Christian leaked. Okay, nothing. Mark Henry didn't even leak. All these things did not leak except for these two, and it just so happened to be days after. I think this. I think it was planted. I really think that it was planned to take attention away. And it definitely it definitely worked. It definitely kind of I wouldn't say it took the win out of the WWE sales because they still have the roster that they have. But and they still have more surprises, to be honest. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, that's the thing. When you look at these within a vacuum, Punk and Brian is pretty big. But Becky Lynch to me is bigger than both of those guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it a hundred. This is the biggest star in wrestling. Becky Lynch's star. return is imminent. A lot of returns are imminent. Um and I think we're gonna get to be honest with you, I even think because the crowds are going to be back soon, I think we're going to get a couple returning people too. Maybe some people that were released maybe on their way back. There's always been, there's been some rumblings already about Braun Strowman. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I do think he will sign back because what else is Braun Strowman going to do uh, <laughs> um, besides movies? But I think we're going to get a couple be- people back as well. You know, I think they're both – both WWE and AEW are trying to play coy as if like, oh, we're not really worried about the other. It's cat. <laughs> it's clear that they are. It's yeah. clear that this is a move for that. Listen, I get it. I'm just interested in saying, okay, these two, to be honest, will be like part time almost. They're not going to be on every show. Well, I'm interested to see like the 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 argument around that and the, and the kind of like the. The, the excuses the behind rhetoric because yeah, yeah. because people hate part-timers and from what for all intents and purposes from what we're seeing on these reports these two will be part-timers so i'm interested to see like how, how that is going to be played off I, I i would imagine this is just me kind of pie in the sky here subscribe to patreon um i'd say maybe punk does the three pay-per-views and that's where that's where he wrestles those those three pay-per-views and brian might brian will probably do tvs he'll probably be on for a quarter and off for a quarter to go do other stuff. Right. I think Brian should go back to ROH. I think think he should. I think he should. He should. uh, He should spread the wealth, Mm -hmm. to be honest with you, as much as he can. I mean, I know he's he's been wrestling for quite some time and stuff like that, but I think he wrestles a much more smarter style now. So it it could hopefully last a little bit longer. And, uh, And, you know, we talked about it already, but I'm pretty sure Brian Danielson will be back in the WWE at some point in the future. Um, him, him, I'm, sure a couple uh, of the, I'm sure a couple of these people on AEW roster, they can't keep everybody. I'm no. sorry. I don't care <laughs> no. how many shows they got. They can't keep everybody. Can't. The money not long enough. <laughs> no, they can't keep everybody. People will go. I'm already looking. And there's actually I had a conversation with Carlos the other day. He was like, yo, if anyone's probably leave, this big star would probably leave. He was saying like, yo, I think Jericho. To be honest with you, oh, he's 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 out. 
He's done everything. He's done everything. His contract's in almost a- up. Yeah. In AEW. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you, you know, have, I'm, he will 100% retire in WWE. I'm sorry. It's just, that's just what's going to happen. And he knows this. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I, and I think one of the biggest returns that you could have, as much as I hate this guy right now, the biggest, one of the biggest returns you could have is Jericho returning at the Royal Rumble. Right? Hey, absolutely. Whole theme. That's Listen. been the biggest surprise you could have. That's all I'm saying. Uh, let's move nothing. on. <laughs> hey, I, I had a good time for the last couple of years, but there's nothing like a WWE crowd, man. <laughs> man, just the energy, the feeling, you know, all this other stuff like that. You know, the big cap. <laughs> they always come back. They always come back. Uh, but yeah, I, I absolutely, I, th- I, I think give Brian about four or five years. And uh, maybe maybe less than that shit. I mean, maybe three, four. Um, WWE returning to Saudi Arabia in October. Is this the biggest non-surprise ever? The bag is calling. The bag is calling. They say ring, ring, ring. Listen. Hello, Saudi Arabia is hey. like, listen, we put we put the jet in the bubble wrap if we need to get uh, you niggas Saudi, over here. Saudi Arabia said, "We outside. <laughs> <laughs> We've been outside, baby." We cut the we cut the top off this shit. I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we yeah, pack it out. Yeah, yeah, yep. So that's happening. I, are you ready for the uh, that convo? It's back for another year. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. If they come back in October, listen. Big um, Bill. Oh. I just saw Big. Chelsea Green says she would like to return to WWE. Get this nigga the fuck. Where she said that? Where? Bro, it's a new interview. Came out. <laughs> you want to hear this? Is it, you say? It's an, is, it, is it a new interval with this? Let me not. Let me, uh, sh- let me shut the fuck up. Um, she, said I come in, she said, I come in as Lily and then feud and get the win over Charlotte. When I Bye. feud. <laughs> Bye. It's your terrible and ass I, pitches. And then I feud and get the title of Nikki. <laughs> then I turn on Alexa and go over. Oh, bruh. Is her wrist or hands going to even survive that that program? Vince don't want that bitch. So, I'm sorry. Wow. Okay. Vince don't want her. <laughs> it, why are you... Why? Just chill. You out here... You can be the biggest... One of the biggest female wrestlers in the world that's not in WWE. You can establish your legacy. Why are you trying to be the hot girl? You're not a hot girl. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you're not a you're not the hot girl. You just I. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you I. Keep building. Keep it. Keep it pushing. Keep working. You will get there. But you ain't right now. You ain't. Listen. It's too many fire female wrestlers in the world for you to be acting this way. Acting like you at the top. Acting like you doing things. It's a Thunder Rosa. Diana Perrazzo, Charlotte, Io Shirai, uh, you know, um, Becky, Bailey, all, all these other things. Are you better than them? If you're not better than them, take a look in the mirror and then come right back. Because it's not going to happen, Kevin. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What are you offering me if you come to the WWE? Pitches? We got pitches. <laughs> I, you, know what's, what's funny? you know what's funny is that, like, she saw Nikki Cross and said, oh, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, this is what they put on TV. 
I got I got some shit for them. Hold my cast. Hold my yeah. bloody sheet. <laughs> I got some shit. Uh, one more thing. WWE working with Bloomhouse Productions. Those are the, those are the uh, that's the studio that made the most recent Halloween movie. Uh, they make they they help produce Get Out. They help produce Us. A lot of really good uh, kind of cheap made for the cheap horror movies. They're making a uh, series with WWE based on Vince McMahon and the steroid trials. That should be fun. I I thought it would be. Um, what did they do? Remember that um that uh, that OJ the OJ ver- OJ versus the people the people versus OJ. I thought they was gonna finagle that into that type of series that type of bag. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I'm interested. Who's gonna play Hulk? Who's gonna lie on the stand? I think Hulk <laughs> has his own. Isn't uh, isn't Hemsworth one of the Hemsworth brothers playing Hulk in in uh, an upcoming movie? There's a Hulk movie. There's a there's a Vince McMahon. Remember the documentary, the Vince McMahon oh, documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Vince you is- be doing this in the the Vince McMahon universe, yeah. <laughs> the cinematic universe. I, I think I think again, and we'll talk about this with the Rolling Loud thing after the break. Uh, I think it's WWE maximizing the stories that they have, the real life stories that they have, and attempting to kind of make money off of it now. And um, I, I I think that it's it's smart. I think it's that a, they do need Nikon. It's a Nikon experience, baby. It's a Nikon production. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I and I think that it's it's something that, you know, these stories need to be told and people are going to get upset or like, oh, but they're telling their own story. I'm like, listen, every doc- did you see straight out of Compton, my nigga? Yeah. Nigga. Guess who produced that? Ice, Ice Cube, <laughs> Dr. Dre. And, and, and I'm going to say bye, Felicia. <laughs> right. And, and see how that how that turned out. And these these stories are always told by the winners. I'm sorry. It's just the way it goes. That's I don't know the why way it goes. I don't know why people are bringing this up now like if you if you want a real if you want a real unbiased view on it uh dark side of the ring is, is doing yeah. this <laughs> that's what i'm saying i'm like yo they got a whole thing there we're gonna be able to crack it up laugh it up on the timeline again um so, so yeah, yeah absolutely that, that's happening i'm gonna watch that it seems fun that seems fun did um did didn't did um if ruthless aggression come back last weekend i heard it did i heard it's supposed to did it i ain't see shit about that show Okay, so it didn't. All right, so when that comes back, uh, we'll we'll be able to talk about it as well. But after the break, we're going to talk about a stacked weekend full of crowds, rolling louds, and much, much more on the A Show. So we'll be right back after the break. This is not how you acknowledge Roman Reigns, Cleveland. Cleveland. Acknowledge me. You there, sitting at home, acknowledge me. You might as well. Everybody's acknowledging me. As a matter of fact, John Cena has acknowledged me. John Cena acknowledged me on Money in the Bank. John Cena acknowledged me on Monday Night Raw. He acknowledged me tonight. And Paul, to be honest, I wanted to acknowledge John. I did. I really did. I really did. Yeah. Hollywood fooled me. 
They put a whole new paint job on John. I thought we were going to get something new. I thought we were going to get something special. But what happened at Money in the Bank? What happened? He came out here and he put on a nostalgia act. It's the same thing. He, he came out here, the same music, the same entrance, the same run to the ring, the same outfit, the same promo, the same insults. So, so they cut out they cut out the missionary thing on YouTube. Yeah, it it, it went up. I was I, I was I had a big laugh. I was like, I can't believe he said that. But it's is, Fox, that I, is that one? Of, is that one of Roman's uh, best promos in this oh. sense? Uh, yes. This is my yard. Yes, and I think that was just the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> I think oh, he oh, waited to see John Cena in his face to tell that, <laughs> tell him what he really oh, thinks. Oh, he he been waiting for this one. I, I think right now it goes, um, it goes. Uh, this is my yard. This promo, and I'm rem- I'm I'm back remission, y'all. Or his top three. Mm, I agree. Listen, there's a promo between John Cena and Roman Reigns on YouTube that currently has 18 million views right now. And John Cena, admittedly, barring this nigga up. <laughs> he's been waiting for the comeback. Roman Reigns waiting. And he's like, listen, all 18 million of y'all better tap into this one. He's waiting for it. That missionary position, that missionary line was a. Uh, I couldn't believe it. I don't it. even see why they cut it. Yeah, I don't see why they cut it. I mean, it's, I guess it's, it's PG. YouTube, yeah, PG. But it's Fox. <laughs> Well, I'm glad he was able to cut that in there, and I was also glad that by the time it aired over here, they hadn't cut it out either, because I wouldn't yeah. have known about it. Um, but they didn't cut it out um, here either. Oh, you know what I else? I would have told cool? you. I would have told you if you if you hadn't heard about it. I would have told you. I absolutely, I w- I definitely because you know I, I'm like I, I I go radio silent when when the shows are on. Um, because I but you know what's interesting? I was gonna say Raw actually comes on at five o'clock here now. I just noticed this yesterday. Good for you. Good for you. Watch it earlier so, with the rest of us plebeians. So either I can watch it earlier with you guys, doubtful, or <laughs> I think you should. I think you shouldn't. I think you should just avoid the discourse entirely. Yeah, Let me handle yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, you handle it. Mills is the is the is uh is first shift. I'm second shift opinions. But yeah. it, I think it's it's dope because now was, last night I was able to get through raw much quicker because I could just skip through all the commercials. I got through raw in like an hour forty. Like it was, it was the end of Raw. <laughs> it was sublime. It was literally sublime. Uh, but SmackDown, it's our first week back with fans, meals. Now, I I didn't notice a drop off. Honestly, I didn't know they they seem to be pretty hot everywhere they've been for the past couple of days. Um, yeah, man, people are crazy excited to be back. I mean, even the house shows they look packed and they look. Everyone's excited to enjoy live wrestling again. It looks like the people themselves are just excited to be a part of this. Um, feels good to have crowds back. I don't know when this low will end. Probably. Listen, I'm going to MSG. So it better not end before then. I'll tell I you won't. that right now. Well, let them do a loop. Let them do a good loop. I don't think it's going to end um, unless they do something really bad, which, which they've shockingly had a lot of. They've had a lot of self-control in doing really bad segments so far, which I thought was kind of like interesting. But mm-hmm. let, let, unless they do something really bad that turns everyone, I think that they, they should have momentum. I mean, they still have things to come. So I, th- I think that's what that's another thing that's keeping me kind of like, OK, they're going to be hot for a while because there's still there's still things and matchups and people that they haven't seen yet. So right. um, 
I did notice, I mean, and I guess we'll talk about this as the shows go on, we're starting to notice a clear kind of delineation with who's hot right now, who's not hot right now, who's kind of like, uh, so we're starting to see a clear distinction between, you know, who's, who, who is really getting a lot of support right now, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, um, I, I, we'll, we'll talk about it as the, as the show goes on. Yes. Let, let's get into <clears throat> SmackDown. SmackDown takes over Rolling Loud. There's been so much conversation about the Rolling Loud thing. Yo, get Bianca Montez and get everybody checked because the way things are coming out of Rolling Loud this weekend. Yeah, it's bad. (laughs) Everyone's got COVID. (laughs) We didn't see it coming. We didn't see it coming. I feel like they they got in and got out though. I I do feel like they got in and got out according to like what I heard from Wale, everybody else. Like it was it was a pretty quick deal. Um, I saw a lot of people were complaining about. I did I did kind of tune in a little bit and look at the conversation around it because I, I knew Wally was coming out, but um, I, I wanted to kind of see how it came off and stuff like that. And a lot of people had a lot of opinions about it. Obviously, people who are not tapped into really what Rolling Loud is talking about. Well, this shows are not mainstream, and people were saying well, they shouldn't have had this many matches. They should have taped it or something like that. Like, what were your thoughts about the Rolling Loud thing? And I kind of get into where I where I stand on it. So my thoughts were that I thought, on one hand, I understand who they brought and why they brought, obviously, the niggas. Um, shout out to our niggas, Bianca, you know, and, and Street Profits, and then also Otis and Chad Gable and Carmella, I guess. Um, I don't think these people, uh, my only thing is, okay, if I were booking this, it's clear to me that these people did not come to see Athleticism showcase in its finest fashion. No. Just not at all. Um, so Bianca's out there doing suplexes, backflips, and all types of other athletic shit. It may not have came off. I mean, it was coming off like it's cool for the moment and it's cool for Bianca and stuff like that. I think people wanted the insanity. I think people wanted the crazy. I think people wanted no more words. Now, knowing what we know now would have been a terrible decision to bring Jeff Hardy <laughs> to Rolling Loud, mm-hmm. considering Jeff Hardy has COVID. Um, <laughs> I mean, at this point. Who doesn't at Rolling Loud these days? But I thought, you know what? It could have been a mixture of, I think you you want to do a mixture of let's get a legacy act. Let's also get, let's also showcase some new people while we're there as well. Let's put them next to them and see what we can do. I know you don't really want to take Rey Mysterio off the shows, but I think it would have been a cool deal. I think you would have got a lot of like, um, you would have got a lot of people backstage, rappers and stuff like that, who used to watch Ray Mysterio as a kid taking pictures. And God forbid, I guess the Mysterios get COVID. But you would have gotten a lot of, you know, that crossover, a little bit more of the crossover appeal, a little bit more of like, oh, my God, you know, he's standing next to these people and maybe we can grab them. Maybe we can get some business done. Maybe we could do kind of that. That was just kind of my idea. Um, yeah. But it, yeah, my my Jeff Hardy take aged terribly once the nigga got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that the way it looked looked incredible. I think the where the ring was, the way they presented themselves, the presentation was amazing. And and I think that to me, the hard cam was, being opposite to the crowd was like a gift and a curse. Yeah, it was. It was because it 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 did show again. The people were thinking that the Rolling Loud crowd. This was an isolated incident, and it was not. Throughout the whole weekend, the crowd was pretty much like that. Unless you were a Travis Malone, a Travis Scott, that was the crowd. The crowd was not... Wale. Shout out to Wale. Wale. He was huge. 
over over the shout out to, to our, our good friend, our good pal Wale. He was he was huge the whole weekend at, at Rolling Loud. The key was getting people before the Molly Water truly uh, tapped into their veins, and I think you know everyone who performed in the upper half of the day they got the best of this crowd because yeah. Wale looked incredible. Shout out to him. And and I think that again, people were trying to use the crowd as as a, as an indictment to to you know to WWE, and I was like, no, the crowd was pretty much like that the whole weekend from what I saw on on the, on the live streams. You saw a couple, you caught a couple as well. Like they weren't up for anyone that they that weren't like platinum selling superstars i think the main deal here is that wwe and 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 i don't like to like the the mainstream thing is 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 bullshit like wwe is absolutely mainstream it is it might not be it's it's a niche it's it's a very niche audience but when you think wrestling what do you think my i rest my case they're not thinking of new japan thinking of that that's whether that's why rolling loud took this deal they could have said fuck off Rolling Loud looks for content plays and content opportunities as much as any other company does. That's the reason why they have so many pop-ups at Rolling Loud that you don't see that are that are experiential, you know, things that are just there. And that's why they have so many par- content partnerships with Ciroc and Audio Mac and stuff like that because these are people that have bought into the to the <clears throat> the actual festival, much like a Coachella. And I think that if, and you, if you look at it from that case, that's fine. I don't think that like anyone Je- Jeff Hardy being there wouldn't matter to me. I think Rey Mysterio being there wouldn't have mattered to me. I think Bianca being there absolutely mattered. They needed to have her there to get her in front of those audiences and say, this is what we're looking for. It's why we're probably going to see Bianca at BT Awards and Soul Train Awards and shit like that. Like, they're going to be putting her in position to be that that voice for the, you know, 18 to 24, 18 to 30 black woman, right? That That's what makes sense to me. And, and I thought the way that it looked looked great. I thought that, you know, even if the crowd was a little subdued, they got enough marketing video and they got enough b-roll and shit from that day that they can put a fucking crowd noise under it and they can show it to any type of investor that they want to and that's why they did that they wanted to show that they could do it and i'll say this right now this is probably not going to be the last time they, they do this it is it's it, they're probably going to do this again i don't it, know with the way the covid was running wild nigga. <laughs> i mean i mean <laughs> the partnership i'm pretty sure they'll do it again like they'll, they'll right. play in another city. They're going to New York again. I wouldn't be surprised if, if they didn't they didn't have. Raw. I guess Miami. I guess Miami was a bad city to do this in. Florida, the state. Shout out to any of our Floridians out there. But you know, I thought it came. But, it, but again, I thought I thought that it was it was a win. It came out well. Yeah, it came out well. It, it looked good. I, I thought the wall integration w- was good as well. They had history. I would have hit Jeff Hardy on the hip though. I still would have. That's just me. That's just me. That's just me. I'm sure it'll I be raw it. next time. I'm sure it'll be raw next time. But it's but again, like this was just a. When you do this type of thing, you kind of test it out. You, you, you took your you yeah. took your tax over there, but um, yeah, for sure. Roman Reigns. We talked about him at the top of the uh, of the after the break, and um, he had a banner night on Friday. But so did John Cena. We didn't even speak on his his promo. This guy still got it, man. I, I think that Hollywood has sharpened his skills even more, if that was even possible. Yeah, it made him, I guess, um, more emotive. <laughs> like he's able to kind of uh tap into different sides you know mo- a little bit more as if he needed to be any better because he was still pretty good um i'm i i think he's a lot less uh i think during his last run he was getting a kick out of making all these very like insidery little snarky ass jokes and i want to see if he can float beyond that but i'm pretty sure with this roman shit it's not gonna happen captain but he did a great job. 
kick off Monday. I mean, SmackDown. I was excited to hear him talk. I mean, he kicked off both Raw and SmackDown last week, but just to hear him talk and make that challenge and really kind of set his sights on Roman Reigns and kind of the direction that it's going, I was very much so anticipating all of this. So, so he kicks yeah. off the show with a challenge to Roman Reigns that he was, he'll wait to see the answer of. I'm pretty sure he went home after this, but he waited to see the answer of uh, to the end of the night. But then we get a Finn Balor match right after. And I think it's interesting both times that Finn was kind of uh, sandwiched between these opening these opening uh, segments. And then he was able to, to kind of show off. He had a really good match with Sami Zayn, a really, a really great sprint. He's still in top form. Let's be clear. This guy's still in top form. But Roman comes out there at the end of the night, cuts his legendary promo in Cena, and Finn Balor comes out. And, and you and, lost your mind. What are, what are your thoughts when this finally happened? Please tell me you lost your mind. I said, what? <laughs> because I said this. I already said this last week. I said, if this doesn't end in a title or some type of top storyline for him, it's a failure. And I and I, I think that it, it's weird how the second time around, they get it right with this guy. NXT, second time around, they got it right. Uh, this time... I think, they- yeah, but I, 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 always, I always think that, like, you know, the benefit of WWE is sometimes, I mean, sometimes it drags on, but a lot of times they take their time with things. So when we get the desired result, everyone's kind of ready for this position. Now, as long as Finn doesn't dislocate his shoulder again, we should all be fine. Yeah. Um, I think we would have even been... Actually, I don't know if we would have been fine the first time. That's it a great writer's room episode, though. So you can go back and listen to that. Yeah, I think I think the first time, <clears throat> it was clear cut that SmackDown had the, the, the weaker roster. Finn held that Raw roster up in 2016. Yeah, injured- but how would, it, how, would it, how would he have fared? being universal champion then versus being universal champion now way better now right yeah way better now if if that's where they're going with this but roman says cena i don't want i don't want to do this i don't i don't i don't want to face you at SummerSlam. same thing that bobby lashley did on raw which frustrated the fuck out of me i was like can we give these guys a different story then no they don't want to no. face the legend <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so but i thought that the smackdown one was infinitely way better than what they did with bobby on, on raw having finn balor come out and say well if you want accept uh cena's challenge how about mine paul Heyman whispers in roman's ears hey you should probably take this this is this is the goat and then he says you know what let's do it so we have a not clear if it's a, <laughs> a title match or a regular match going on between finn balor but he's firmly in the middle or in the actual story between John Cena and Roman Reigns. Never thought this was going to happen a month or two ago. But here we are. Uh, Mills, where do you think this goes? We know that it's going to be Roman Cena at SummerSlam, but how does how is Finn going to play into this? And where would he go realistically if he wasn't able to be in the match at SummerSlam? So I love this kind of storytelling. Should they choose to move forward with it, is that kind of establishing a future contender and at least establishing a title scene in general. I think with Roman Reigns and his title reign, it's kind of been a revolving door of like this person's next and then I'm going to face him for two months and then this person is next and I'm only going to face this person for two months. I think if you establish a scene, um, you benefit a lot more of the competitors like a Finn where you know, like you put him in the main event, you, you immediately know that he's a main event guy. You put him in the in the conversation with the John Cena and Roman Reigns and we already know what how we should be looking at this fella moving forward and even potentially taking the title off of a Roman Reigns in the future. Um, I think with Finn Balor, we should be expecting definitely after SummerSlam because I'm pretty sure it's still going to be Cena versus Reigns at SummerSlam. There's like no doubt in my mind. Um, I don't think there's going to be a triple threat match, 
But, you know, John in our Discord brought up a great point. Like, SummerSlam's always been this great place for these, you know, these special guest referee deals. And I think Finn Balor, at least, if he's not going to be in a match at SummerSlam, if he's not going to be, you know, fighting against anybody else, make him the special guest referee for this match and then let him handle payback or clash of champions or extreme rules or whatever the hell pay-per-view comes after this um let's establish that but i think this is just a great idea it's it's very rare we get this forward thinking kind of thing with um wwe they kind of also did it earlier a couple a month or so ago with bobby when they did the kofi thing while he was facing drew um different i enjoy these things yeah different 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 yeah yeah but i enjoy these things I think two things will happen. I think Cena and Finn will definitely happen. And I think that, and we saw that before uh, about three or four years ago. Um, and it, it was, it was really good. And I think Finn and Roman will definitely happen. I, I would, someone else said it. I don't, I don't know. Who, I think it was either Zach on Twitter or someone else said, um, Finn maybe beats Roman in a non-title match, uh, leading Roman to kind of go directly at Cena. And then Finn gets the match after. And I, I said think, that in the discord. Okay, when somebody said, yeah. <laughs> Shout um, to Zach, but I think that was, you, you, you too. <laughs> Just the same thing. I, but I, I think that I think Finn's beating someone that's giving him that guaranteed title shot, and I think that we might get one more Sammy match or something. Because I, because the thing about SmackDown is that until the draft, there's like really like when you put Finn in that number two babyface slot where he's at right now, then you got to get you got to give him heels, but all the heels are on the mid card right now, so they they definitely need to shake up. But we'll see what they do with Finn. I'm pretty sure he'll probably be facing Usos um, for the next couple of weeks. But I ew. I mean, but yes, yes, but ill, yes. It should be it should be really interesting. I, I'm I'm excited for this. I mean, you guys know I love Finn Balor, so um, I think this fucking rules. Next up, Broke Boy Corbin. He's got a storyline, man. He's he's actually getting some fan some fan uh fan support, man. He should go around. He should be before every show outside asking people for money. No oh God. But if he takes the money, he has to give the money back. So like I mean, I, they ain't gonna take the money. Like <laughs> they just, you know. I don't even think when they did it with the Reverend Devon thing, I don't think they actually take took the money. I think they actually did give it back or at least gave it away or something along those lines. Or, or maybe um, give merch. Give him merch or something. Yeah, you know, get get something on. Yeah, he he's been, you know. He's been looking terrible. He's a, he had a great promo on Talking Smack, a show that I no longer watch since they changed the format of the show. Oh, um, God. oh it's like all backstage stuff now. It's fuck. They use the green screen virtual reality room now, and yeah. I think it's um, it's um, homeboy from the bump and the Irish guy, Kevin. Kevin. Um, yeah, Kevin. So yeah, I don't watch it no more. <laughs> well, I mean, you can't you can't realistically have them in an empty arena <laughs> no more. <laughs> It'll, it'll look funny. It'll look really funny with the empty seats. Yeah, just do talking. Just do talking smack how you used to do before with Renee and Daniel. You know what I'm saying? Just have them backstage, set up, have them come through, chop it up. Don't do all these backstage segment shit and then paste it all together. But you know what? I don't run the show and I don't care enough. Right? You are um, not into the most weird stuff. It's like the most weird stuff. You're just like not. Into I keep. It. I keep things. I keep things very close to the heart. You know. Yeah, I'm I know. A very sentimental person. Yeah, I know. Uh. KO and, and Corbin look to be in a, a, a friendship. I think it's good. He lent him, he lent him $20. 40 <laughs> It was like 40 Because I think uh, Bobby took one and Dolph took one. <laughs> he took a 20 <laughs> Dolph took a 20 I was like, why do y'all need it? 
Nigga, they need to be on the show. That's what they listen. Oh so, well, I mean, they seem to be going after the IC title too, which they are firm. They have firmly trenched. I don't. I don't think they were after that title. It feels like they were just setting up so they could have that match while people were watching. While we were watching Rolling Loud. Yeah, I. I, I, I they, had a, they had an eight man tag. They had an eight man tag while we were watching Rolling Loud. Is what I'm saying. I do have to say that they are. They have firmly entrenched Apollo Nakamura, all the guys that didn't win Money in the Bank. Including Biggie into that mid card slot. I think Biggie is treading water into the draft, though. I, I, so if he's not doing anything particularly important, I wouldn't be upset for the next couple of weeks. He's firmly. He got the briefcase. Just let him rock. Yeah, you know? he is firmly where he's going to be slotted at for the next couple of, of months, and that's fine. We'll probably see him heat up around uh, top of the year or something like that, unless he unless he cashes in at SummerSlam, which I don't, I don't think would be a good idea. Uh, Tony Storm debuts. Pretty good match. Shout to Wally. Um, <laughs> Tony no, I try Storm debut. I try not to be a, a depraved lunatic on the show, but. You call me back every time. Listen, we can only be as real as we can be. Um, but Tony Storm, great debut. And against First of all, against Zelina, people who... This is why I don't buy people's complaints, especially about the Karen Cross shit. Because they also complained about Zelina losing for like... The, <laughs> she was like, she's been back a month and she's lost like three times. And it's like, who the fuck cares? Like, <laughs> she's been on TV for a full month. Every you know week. what I'm saying? <laughs> Every fucking week she's been on TV, and you know, and you know she gonna win eventually. Like she's not gonna just lose forever. Like I was just like, like Ze- Kurt Hawkins won the, the uh, uh, a tag team championship at WrestleMania. Y'all forgot that people you know, don't lose uh, forever. You know the best thing was that Cyrus said over the weekend is that she lost a third time, and then Cyrus like quote tweeted this tweet and said, "Well, her lights and her house are still on." <laughs> 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 she good. You know what I'm saying? They family eating together. They get to go to both barbecues, both July 4th barbecues. They go to the one that Cody throwing, and then they go to the one in catering that's probably better, has more food, and, you know, with yeah, probably less, race, less racism. A lot more diversity, yeah. Yeah, way less racism. But um, Tony Storm's good. I'm not sure what her first program would be right now. So I I would keep her racking up wins. I, I don't want to Zelina. I don't even think there's another heel on SmackDown. <laughs> I, I think that it gets it gets tough with Tony, right? Because you imminently, realistically, probably have Becky coming back soon. Mm-hmm. Um, that's your number one, number two, right there. If Tony's number three, that's fine. But that's normally number three is like the the mid card baby face. You got Knox and 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 Shotzi, who I think Shotzi has a way bigger upside than me right now, but. I'm, I'm interested to see what they do with Tony coming you in. You might have to turn Naomi heel. There's mm-hmm. no heels on SmackDown. Interesting. I mean, Naomi hasn't debuted yet, but you might have to turn her heel. I mean, Mia Yim hasn't debuted either. So, oh, that's true. Yeah, so that's, there's a, there's, a, there's a lot of ways you could go if you stop putting fucking Tan, Tamina and Natty on your fucking show. Well, we won't have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> last thing on SmackDown, the Edge and Seth promo I thought was was fantastic. I, I think this is, Seth, it's lived up to every sort of imagination that I've had over the last seven years. Yes, it's lived I, up to it. Seth is Seth is on another level right now as far as promos, as far as someone character. made a comparison, a great comparison to. Sorry for cutting you off. Someone made a great comparison to Batman and the Joker. That's good. I like that. Yeah, uh, Seth just being this depraved, deranged heel. I think it's his best work. Please don't turn him again. Please just let him be this. Let him be this guy. He's 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 so good in this this position. He's far more hated as a person we're supposed to like than as a person that we hate. I, I get vibes that Edge is going to try and turn up Mick Foley Mick Foley wise in this SummerSlam match. I'm not trying to say he's going to go through a fucking burning table, but the type the level of work he's about to put in against against Seth is going to be kind of like trying to prove himself again. Um, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. Edge might be. We, we talked about Mr. SummerSlam and stuff like that. Yo, Edge is right there. Yeah. And, 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 and Seth, too, to be honest with you. Both of them have had amazing moments at SummerSlam um, over the last, like, I mean, over their careers. So I expect them to turn up. I think SummerSlam is very much so, you know, a, a, a great place for both of them. Um, they're going to get time. I'm more than sure of it. Uh, it should be fun. should be fun. Could be a... Could be match of the weekend vibes, maybe. Oh yeah, that's definitely that's a big vibe. If 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 Walter and and um Droganoff doesn't steal the show, I'll I'll, I'll pencil this one in because Walter Droganoff would take over on that Sunday. That it might be one of the ones. Mm. <laughs> it mm. might be one of the ones. I, I'm I'm saying that right now. It might be one of the ones. Uh, and that was it for Smack. I don't think there was in, there was much of else on that on that show. Um, let me see what else. Yeah, there wasn't much else. Yeah, you can move on. On to Monday Night Raw, which was Raw, but with fans. <laughs> that's the that's my <laughs> Hey. When you're right, you're right. Because boy, was it a television show that we've seen before, but with people. Yeah, I I, the, I will say this. The fans did enhance it somewhat, but Raw still does some some bewildering shit. Raw still let me skip this. Let me let me go to the bathroom. Let me let me sit this one out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let me check Twitter. Still has that that vibe. Uh, I, I think there are certain people on the show that just deserve a lot better. I think T-Bar and Mace deserve a lot better than what they're getting. Mace's Mace's alright, this is brace yourselves. Mace's too handsome to be ugly. <laughs> to act like he's that ugly. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. I, I don't get why. I, I like I the tag. This nigga's a model, you know what I'm saying? Like He's fucking... I like the tag team, but this type of gimmick that d- d- does not go far. They look like I mean, they, they seem to be transforming it a little bit. Now they're getting now they're being a little cute with it. You know what I'm saying? I fucking hope so. I I, I did like the banter between the, the four and the match. I, I it's it came off like fucking TV show a little bit, but that's just that's just one thing that was just bewildering. Like the treating of the Viking Raiders, just like what? Like what the fuck are y'all doing with these guys? They're they're great. Because you but, know, you know what it's heading towards. They just a pit stop on the road, but the big show, you know. We'll talk about. We'll talk. Okay, okay. But I, I want to talk about Keith Lee. Okay, let's talk about so, Keith. We found out yesterday, Jeff Hardy had COVID, so we were automatically kind of wondering what the fuck was going to happen with with. Maybe with he was at Rolling Loud. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, the thing about with Jeff is that I would imagine that he was vaccinated because there was a really bad taste tweet that came out from WWE creative ish. It's a really terrible shitty Twitter account. It's not funny. And they had a joke about Jeff's 
you know, struggles with drug abuse. And someone under that in the reply said, it's funny that you say this because Jeff actually did, you know, was spreading awareness about the vaccine and even made a song about it. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. I, 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 you know, not that I would have thought he was an anti-vaxxer, but I didn't know that he, you know, was actually for the vaccine. So I would imagine he's probably vaccinated, but he probably just had caught COVID from somewhere else. <sighs> you shouldn't have seen that Post Malone show at the end of the fucking room. He was on, on stage. I, I, I know the baby has COVID right now. You see him jump oh, to- he got to. <laughs> I know he has it. I Yo. know he has it. It couldn't happen to a better person. Um, agreed. Agreed. <laughs> uh, so we were wondering what was going to happen with Karrion Cross, And, of course, we got Karrion Cross and Keith Lee, a rematch from their match from uh, from last June at TakeOver, uh, where, where Karrion beat uh, Keith for the NXT title that he now holds. And there are a lot of takeaways from this for me. Number one, on Karrion's side, y'all need to chill the fuck out because it, it's obvious to me that, that it, it was... They they gave him a W. They gave him a win. That's fine. Yeah. Let, let I happen. tweeted. I tweeted. You happy now? Period. <laughs> Cry babies. Like y'all don't even yeah. like the nigga. Y'all don't even yeah. like. Him. Yeah, weirdos. Like the. Fu- I wanted to find who was specifically tweeting it, but then I was like, I'm doing too much. Like he I'm probably, doing way too much. He probably lost to the only person that would actually take a pen to this motherfucker right now. Literally. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Because people now are complaining about Keith Lee having to lose. And they're like, well, they shouldn't have put them against each other and stuff like that. Let me explain something to you. You can't have it both ways. This is a monkey's paw. Y'all wanted carrying Cross to win. Mm-hmm. And then you complain when he wins because now it's against a guy you didn't want him to win against. Big fucking whoop. You see a, what happens? A guy that they say, Keith Lee, that they say needs a win right now. Yeah. Let me, let me tell you right now. Keith can't beat everyone either. Keith shouldn't have beat Bobby, and he didn't. Keith has been gone for eight months off of TV. Months. There is literally all of the programs he was supposed to have were given to other people. Yeah, it's about to be SummerSlam. He's not in a. Pro- He's the only person currently on the roster who one could make Karrion Cross look very credible in the ring, which I'm sure they pointed that out. But then two is not really involved in really any kind of program or anything that was happening that Monday Night Raw. That could have, you know, assisted with the show. So I understand 100% reason why um, Keith Lee was put in this position. But y'all also did that, too, because he could have lost this week, too. And I would have been happy. I would have been fine with that. I don't give a fuck if he's NXT champion or not. He's about to lose the belt anyway. (laughs) He's about to lose the belt. They treat him like a hoe on the actual NXT. They treat Karrion like a bitch on the actual (laughs) TV show he's the champion of. What are y'all saying? (laughs) Like, what are y'all talking about? But not only that, with Keith Lee comes a real concern that I have about him. And I think that Keith is a bit slower. He's obviously was winded a lot faster. I'm not a guy that wrestles, obviously. I'm just judging off what I saw. You know what I'm saying? And I do think that with him being off for so long, he needs to get some reps in. He needs to get some matches in. He needs to get back on TV. And well, we, I, I feel like also... Because he, he definitely does need the reps and he doesn't need a lot of back. There's still a lot of auto about COVID in terms of its effect on athletes. And I know that people in the NBA experience that too, especially like Jason Tatum and Jimmy Butler and a lot of other things. It took them a while for them to get their actual win back when actually doing all these physical things. Because it just, you know, it attacked them, I guess, so hard. And 
there's still like residual effects from COVID. Uh, and we don't know actually the long-term effects. Like people are like, oh my God, the vaccine, like I'm gonna put it in me. And then y'all, y'all don't want to put this in me. Y'all don't know the full <laughs> thing of COVID. It has mm-hmm. residual effects. It could last for a very, very long time. You have no idea. Um, I don't want to say this is, this, you know, definitely a thing about Keith, but it's definitely worth a concern. Um, he was definitely slower, but I also think it's like, like you said, like he needs more reps. You need to get it in a little bit more. Yeah, um, and, and it's it's good that you brought up that that fact because I wasn't thinking of that. Keith Lee is thirty seven years old. He ain't a, he ain't a young dude. You know what I mean? He's, he's holding a lot of but weight. He's also not old neither. I don't want to because people were saying oh, Finn no, was yeah. old because he turned forty over the weekend. I was like, nigga, if you uh, please. forty not old, forty not old, forty not old. But um, you know this is a, this is someone who's and someone was like they're they're do, they're doing him wrong. They're doing a disservice to him. I'm like, really? Are they? What do you want them to do with him right now? He can't look stronger than Bobby right now because then you'd have to have a, a match with Bobby. You can't have him stronger than a lot of the people on the show. There's a there's a clear defined role for everyone right now. Where do I think Keith will end up in? He'll probably end up against Damian Priest. And I think that when you want to see the Keith Lee that y'all missed, when that when that's ready to go and that's time, you're gonna see that. But right now, he needs to get his reps in. He needs to he needs to be able to kind of you know hang again. I'm not I'm not worried about him right now at all. I'm not worried. I think he's gonna be fine when he gets better. And whatever story he has to tell, if you guys. Uh, tapped in with our Patreon, you'll be able to hear what I heard about it. When he's ready to tell that story, you guys are going to understand why these types of things are happening and and why he's he's trying to get back on on his feet right now. So, um, next up, Nikki Cross, Charlotte, and Rhea is the biggest program on this show. <laughs> can I can I just say that right now? It's the biggest program on Raw. That's nasty. That's nasty. I mean, it's alright, but it's like you know, I'm not mad at it. I I, I mean. Here's the thing. If you, you can see my do, face right now, we got to do a visual show one day because I just made a face. But you got a <laughs> new. A, go ahead. You got a new uh, women's champ. You got someone who. Let me be clear. Rhea is over as hell. I did not expect that. Apparently, the kids like her. Send her to Rolling Loud. She she over like motherfucking. I would say, obviously Bianca's way more over than her, but she's 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 clearly like the number two. WWE's looking like, why do we try to make people hate this bitch? <laughs> <laughs> why do we put her against Asuka so much? We should have teamed her with Asuka. Exactly. It, 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 they clearly see her as the, the top baby face, but they also like Nikki, Nikki Ash as well. I think that's the match you have. I think to me, it's, it's, it's funny because like with Charlotte, she's just done everything. And obviously you want her to be on the card, but it hasn't made sense. And, and in some ways, it made sense in certain ways. Like after this week, it doesn't like having her beat Nikki clean as a fucking sheet in the middle of the ring. There needs to be, there needs to be a different checks and balances for Charlotte, because at some point I think over the last, like maybe like four years, we've had this character who's legitimately requested the match and then got it subsequently. Like literally said, I need a rematch because I didn't lose. All right, bitch, you got it. (laughs) And it's like, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta try different. We gotta have a different career something creatively for this to to put to insert her back in this match nefariously as opposed to like i think i should be in this match because i'm wearing all versace Mm -hmm. like we gotta we gotta do something a little bit different and that's kind of how i felt going into the main event of the show we got charlotte versus nikki ash which i'm not saying nikki ash because that's way too much time and letters and all this other stuff like that um we got nikki ash versus charlotte and I didn't watch it. 
because I knew it was going to happen again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got we got like how many weeks to SummerSlam? Like four. four? Mm-hmm. It's going to happen again. Might happen twice. Nikki's so, gonna, she's going to win back next week. <laughs> I would hope so. She's going to get a win so. back next week. Or And Rhea's going to help. So, you know, you, you have a... You have a clear delineation here where it's like Charlotte and, and it's weird because it's like you never want to lose a Charlotte flair, but you gave her so many fucking titles and she's she's beaten everyone. How the hell do you make her interesting? At all. I thought it was interesting if she won the title. But then you took it away from her in a day. You kind of need to reshape her character. That's what I think. And I think she has in a little bit because she's a little bit darker. There's a little bit more edge to her. But I think that's from an aesthetic standpoint. I think we just need to kind of reestablish Charlotte kind of mm-hmm. and, 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 and um, recalibrate. That's a better word. Recalibrate her in regards to kind of everyone else on the roster because she's just going to keep getting opportunities. They don't make no fucking sense. Like, mm-hmm. she missed out WrestleMania once. It's like, oh, big whoop. Now we got to pay for it for the next fucking four months. You know what I'm and saying? Especially <laughs> as as Nikki Ash said, like, there's a new there's a new generation here, and yeah. and I'm I'm excited to see them. You know, I'm trying I'm, to see I'm, Shayna Baszler get busy. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like there there's a bunch of of new women out there that that I want to see them them do stories with, and it's like you can't really take her to SmackDown because you run into the same issue. Where she's facing Becky or somebody again, you know what I mean? Like it, it, it's, it's just very, very tough to kind of delineate where to go with her here. I don't think be her beating Nikki in the in the main event is the is the smartest thing to do. But I do agree with the fact that they've given this feud a lot of time and they're giving Nikki a lot of time, and I think that's really cool. Like on the other end of the, of, of everything, first twenty five minutes or all, but was all her and. I really appreciate it. I really liked it, and and I think Nikki loves this character, man. I, shout out to her. It worked. She had charts and statistics and demographics when she pitched this character. As you Can't should. Say the same. Can't say the same for these other pitches. Oh, God. I'm boring. Uh, <laughs> Bobby Lashley. Uh, Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley. He back to his old. He back to the basics. He back to his old steez. He back, back to, to doing. <laughs> listen, y'all won. Listen, y'all won. This is what y'all wanted. He beat up. He's beating up four different niggas in two weeks. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is what y'all wanted. This is what they wanted. Kofi, they wanted. Keith, Shelton, Cedric have all fallen. Our truth. Oh, Xavier too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Xavier probably next. Well, actually, no. Xavier, didn't Xavier beat him on the on the Monday before? Yeah. Yeah. Xavier beat him on the Monday before. <laughs> he unleashed the beast. Uh, I mean, listen, man. And no Kofi on the show either this week. So. It's weird. I, I I'm I listen, someone asked me last night what is Goldberg doing to to make this better? I'm like, it ain't Goldberg's job to make this better. <laughs> it, it, you know what you're getting with Goldberg. It's Bobby's job to make this better. If he's yeah, so what you, want, <laughs> what you want Goldberg to do? Yeah, what do you want Goldberg to do? Goldberg is Goldberg. He's coming for the check. He's coming he old. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like what the fuck you want him to say? He'll be on Raw next week. They'll probably Make the match official, fine, whatever. Bobby's just not a he's a boring champ to me. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I said that definitely last week because I knew this was happening. I was just like, yeah, we're getting back to the same old like MVP got some work to put in. A lot of this should be MVP. There's a clear delineation between Roman and Bobby. 
And there's definitely similar things just kind of on the surface, but the way they approach their characters um, is completely different. And it's night and day. Tell you one thing, we was way excited in, in for the, the Drew, Drew and Goldberg. This don't seem like to me, it's really like, it's really popping to me. It's, it's not really popping like that to me. And I don't think we'll it's... See. I'm not blaming Goldberg for this. I mean, it's like, well, what the fuck is he supposed to do? <laughs> like, this is supposed to be your champion. He's supposed to be Fi. What is it? Is he is he suggesting things to creative that he wants to do with Goldberg? No, because it, it seems like he's not. I, I think beating up the hurt business again was was definitely not the way to get me interested. Right. So, I mean, what what do you want to say? Uh, AJ and almost we talked about them a little bit earlier. They seem to be on a collision course with uh, Matt Riddle. This is leading to Randy Orton. This is, you know, his return, right? I, I think his return in front of fans is going to be fucking crazy. It's crazy they pulled him off TV for no reason just to have this moment. Because <laughs> he was fine. He's just He just lost his money in the bank qualifier match. And he was just like, all right, let's take him off TV. And let's build him up so we can have him on TV. Genius. <laughs> Genius. Just for no, it's, it's those little nuances and things like that that just make this clear the difference between, like, yes, sometimes WWE creative sucks, but sometimes they do things that are like, wow, perfect, you know? <laughs> okay. I, I mean, I, I think it's going to be crazy when, when RK Bro finally, like, comes back and Randy Orton's a face and, and, and they're doing all that. Like, I, I think it's going to be, it's going to be quite the moment. John Cena is actually teaming with Riddle on, on dark matches. As a oh, yeah. Let me, let me look at, let me look at the WWE tour dates. Let me see what's next. So I can see like, okay, when's Randy Orton going to return? Let me, let me take a look. It have to be look. next week, right? Next week is shaping up to be a big show with Goldberg returning. Okay. Next week. Next week, they are in the Allstate Arena in Chicago. That's yep. it. Ding, ding, yep. ding. That's, That's there. The um, can't say anything about that. Okay. All right. Turn that up. Randy Orton, next week. We're calling it. We're calling our shot. It'll be August. It'll be August. When, when is SummerSlam? The 21st? 21st. So we got Rosemont. Amway, will, Amway will probably be a big week, too. Amway mm-hmm. in Orlando. Yeah. I mean, Maybe that's where I'm going to win or something. <laughs> well, I mean, that's where I would think some somebody would, would, would pop up or, or return. I think how many big returns do you think they got in them? You got Braun, you got Braun, Sasha, Randy, and Becky. That's like the top four to me. One of them are, are going to be. I would say if you had to have Becky return, I'd do it in Orlando. I, well, where would be where would SmackDown be in a week? Tampa. Ugh. I mean, I guess Tampa, yeah, whatever. Tampa. Tampa, will, Tampa would be where where she um where she dropped the title. Oh yeah. Tampa, yeah. Tampa would be where she dropped the title. That's not. That's not. That's nigga. They're in Tampa for like seven months. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to return back there when when that's where she had to go the title. That's the last time place we saw her. That would that would make sense. Okay. All right. I can see that. They could put it in the Chronicle. You know what I'm saying? They put it in WWE 24. Well, shit, well, for her, it would be goddamn 600-something. She's been gone I don't know for nothing about no Tulsa, Oklahoma. I don't know nothing about this show. I don't know what y'all going to have. They gonna have you know. It's going to be a whatever show. 
Uh, one more thing or two more things. Uh, Natty seemed to injure herself in the tag match, so no, damn. no update on her. No update. Damn, on her. damn, damn is what Mama I, Natty. I don't want to sound saying. mean, but it's like y'all should have got them titles off of them way earlier than that. I want to sound mean, but maybe y'all were working them too damn hard. That <laughs> too. The niggas was on every show. That too. All a uh, pity rain because she wasn't. She was in the five dollar tier and look where Natty, Natty wasn't even in the match. <laughs> I was like, how did the fuck did this happen? Um, yeah, probably could have got him off the show. Listen, in a universe... Well, I guess Natty was in the match. I'm sorry. Italian Tamina versus Eva and Dewdrop. Listen, in a world where Tamina's not the one who gets injured, she's living, she living her best life right now. That's wild. Um, Stem cell and her Newport cigarettes. Listen. Uh, Reginald, 24-7 champion. Coolest guy on the show. Nigga, you see that flip? Coolest guy on the show. Crazy. And they sold it. They sold it crazy on commentary. They're like, "Wow!" <laughs> <laughs> they had the, everyone kept making fun of Kalisto, and I'm like, "Yo, Kalisto did it wrong once. Give the man some slack. Um, maybe and twice." Car had that shit too. Yeah, like let him rock. You know what I'm saying? But nah. Once, once Vince McMahon found out this man was an acrobat. He was a crip acrobat. He's like, you're a crip. You're a crip and an acrobat. Neighborhood. <laughs> you're fucking insane. Neighborhood. Um, Shout out to Nipsey. <laughs> um, uh, he's the coolest guy on the show. I'm sorry. He just is. He, he just, just is. Uh, I think that's it for Raw. We, we covered a lot of shit this week. It was a busy this week. Was a lot. This was a lot. Obviously, we're heading to something important because there is legitimately a lot of things going on. Yep. Uh, and there's a lot of important stuff happening on our on our channels for the next couple of weeks. Of course, Obviously, if you join our Patreon, uh, we, we have so much content for you guys on the Patreon. We have the uh, the Invasion Diaries wrapping up. Season finale, kind yeah. of. Have you decided whether you bring it back? And of course, if you if you don't know, if you if you want to listen to the Invasion Diaries, you have to subscribe to our Patreon. Just five dollars a month, and you, it will get so much extra content as well as. I'm, pl- I'm plotting on different, uh, you know, different creative. I'm plotting on, you know, might uh, might come up with the different diaries. Might okay. have a new book, a new diary. You wow. know what I'm saying? You got a lot of diaries, bro- brother. You you Moesha. <laughs> 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 Shut the fuck up. Um <laughs> we also have a legendary run season finale is also coming up this weekend uh with myself and Cyrus talking about Kenny Omega's 2016. We're running through his G1 matches and the state of New Japan as it stands after Kenny Omega left. Really really good episode episode 3 check that out as well as a preview as into our new season at the end. Uh we also have uh, what else do we have? We have spot callers this week. Me and me, me and Cyrus watched WCW Capital Combat as voted on by our patrons, featuring RoboCop. <laughs> hey, you're gonna hear all about it. <laughs> Listen, what would be the equivalent of RoboCop today? Who could Nick Khan get? Equivalent of RoboCop. Um, uh, one of them niggas from Fortnite. <laughs> That would be amazing. What are niggas from Fortnite? From I don't know Fortnite. which one. It's like Matt Riddle and Fortnite guy versus, <laughs> or, or versus AJ. Yeah, Mine, there we go. Well, they had a they had a partnership with Final Fantasy. Maybe a Final Fantasy character could come down. Nah, that's too, that's too. It's 
that's not the that's not the right audience. It's too many nerds. <laughs> um, well, Normal Cop wasn't the right one either. It was a it was a rated R movie that had Robocop killing people with a gun and he shows oh we'll talk about on the show but that that's coming this week as well uh on our patreon but obviously you have this show as well uh if you, if you choose not to you have this show you have the rewriters room you also have the war report with cyrus and kwan and uh yeah we got a lot of stuff coming up we also have a show 200 coming up we're going to be giving out a lot of details about what that's going to entail in the next couple of weeks it's actually going to be on our SummerSlam go home show so i don't think we'll be doing i don't know who we'll be doing a go home predictions yet but we'll keep you guys posted we on got to, man if becky gonna be back if sasha gonna be back if everybody gonna be back we gotta talk about it okay then we're talking we're talking about it then all right so you gotta talk uh, about it so thank you all for listening to the a show and as always please stay safe please wear your damn mask and you know i don't care which side of the fence you want please get that damn vax because we've been in this shit for way too long be safe have fun we'll see you next week